Hi, welcome to this new episode. Today I'm with Damien Gardenik. And Damien, I've been following you on Instagram. I've seen you prepare those amazing salads, find those exciting fruits. And I'm excited to have you today because we'll discuss about how to make those really healthy foods also tasty. Because some people, they might think, oh, it's great to be raw vegan, to be high, high fruit, but um, it feels a bit boring, you know. So thank you for joining us today. And um, yeah, we'll get into that. Before we get into it, what are you grateful for today? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, I'm honestly grateful to be where I am right now uh, in Bali, is the same as you, because even when I have like a lower mood uh, in the morning, then I go out and I see all the local people being so happy, just so smiley. It just makes me so grateful for, for life in general. Just, you know, they are so grateful with, you know, not as much as I uh, opportunity as I have. And it's just amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm grateful. Thank you, Damien. That's so beautiful living here. I'm so grateful for that, too. And grateful also for, uh, yeah, the beautiful fruits and the diversity. So let's get in. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, do you do you often hear, uh, let's say. What are the let, let's just straight go into it. What are the your favorite fruits in Bali? Oh, here in Bali, um, number one is probably one e, uh, which is which is um, a fruit that is related to mango, but it's not the same. Uh, they call it also white mango, but it has nothing to do with it. To me, it really tastes um, like a beautiful mix of cherry moya and pear with a strawberry yogurt and some minty eucalyptus toothpaste to it it's delicious i was waiting since uh i was here last four years ago i was waiting all these years to taste it again so that's what one dragon fruits here are amazing uh, i just love how well they digest and how they make me feel um coconuts <laughs> i'm super grateful for that so hydrating sweet delicious uh obviously durian yeah, that's that's one that is like always on the top. I could go in on and on, you know, but uh, it's it's just amazing here here in Bali. Yeah. Mm, thanks, Damien. And you've traveled a bit around the world to find a amazing fruit. So, where do you find is the best place to eat the best fruits? Well, that's a tricky question um, because seasons change all year round, you know, even from year to year, they're very different. Um, when we're talking about like the most exotic, best quality, uh, pretty consistently, but um, the season is pretty limited, um, that place would be Borneo. Borneo has some of the wildest, um, most exotic, like, prehistoric looking fruits um mm. so wild species of durian there's a fruit called dabai uh, that literally is like mashed potatoes with butter and cheese and very strong herbs like thyme and rosemary uh, it's just so savory as well um by the way borneo's an island um i think it's divided into indonesia and malaysia but that's in that ocean yes. 
area. Yes, in a tiny country called Brunei. Um, yeah, it's a huge island, very wild, uh, mostly unexplored and not as known for tourism, right? But it's it's so beautiful there too. Um, in terms of like um, good quality, for example, I've lived in Spain for most of my life. Spain has consistently good fruit all year round, I would say. It has a good temperate climate for that. And all year round, you can find very decent fruit in a, in a colder climate there. And I would say that uh, the south of Spain uh, grows the best mangoes in the world. They have an incredible variety. Um, I think also because it's quite far north, but it has a subtropical microclimate that allows to grow those mangoes there. Um, it makes them very special. And to me, they're the best in the whole world. And I tried from many places. I've tried here in Bali, tried in Borneo, Thailand, um, Central America, and they're best there, I think. Yeah. Bali has also consistently all year round very good fruit. Um, maybe not as much variety, I would say, uh, like in big amounts, but yeah it's it's pretty pretty good all year round very consistent mm, awesome yeah very grateful for that here i love um i love the mangoes so i'm be curious to try them in spain if they're so much better the dragon mm. fruit papayas um that's like my my staples <laughs> dragon fruit papaya mango i have every day <laughs> yeah you mean here in bali or in general here in bali yeah yeah yeah, those are my staples here, too. I don't so, get tired. <laughs> yeah, and usually my staple is those fruits, and then um, sometimes some different fruits, sometimes jackfruit, sometimes durian, sometimes bananas, sometimes yeah. something else. But yeah, that that's the, the pineapple, whatever. But that's the three, D three as the main. Sometimes a bit of other things. And what I love to do then is to have a big salad at the end of the day, which is actually a lot of technically fruits like tomato cucumber avocados mm. um with a nice dressing i try to stay fully raw i know you're a salad master so <laughs> you're usually quite raw but not necessarily fully raw right yeah. and yeah do you have some um some recommendations if people want to well just a parenthesis on this uh, I find I, I like that you're a salad master because I find the raw gourmet is can be delicious, but doesn't sit super well with me. Like I can, can do it mm -hmm. a week or so, but I definitely don't feel my best uh, energetically and physically with it. Well, with salads, it gives me that savory, exciting meal, but at the same time, I feel I still feel really good after it. So is that your experience? Yeah, yeah same experience for me. Um, I find salads to be a must for me. Like on a daily basis, I would say if I, for some reason, go without eating my greens, my like simple salad for for dinner uh, and I eat mostly just fruit or even like uh, when uh, I would have a fully cooked meal, which is rare that I do that. And I don't have raw, simple greens with it. I find that my digestion slows down a lot. I'm not feeling as well. Uh, my cravings go up for, you know, more heavier cooked foods, but at the same time, not feeling as energetic and as, as light. 
And um, yeah, you know, when people come into the raw vegan diet, um, fruit is easy for people to eat. They've eaten it their whole lives. Fruit uh, is sweet, delicious on its own, right? Um, it's a very natural thing. Uh, but greens are, for me, something, or for the majority of people, something that you need to learn how to eat. Because most of us haven't grown uh, eating salads, right, at home. Like, who, like whose families uh, have been consistently making salads uh, for, for lunch or dinner? Um, I would say almost no one. And if so, usually they're like, you know, loaded with, uh, things like mayonnaise or you know mostly cooked ingredients uh things like that um, lots of oil, lots of salt lots of vinegar yes exactly uh, or processed dressings like from like a bottle right and so it's something that i feel like it's a, a learning curve for the majority of people but um i want to touch on also on like a, a common misbelief of many people going into the raw vegan diet who tend to lean more on the fruitarian side right because um many people believe or say that they don't feel as attracted to to greens and vegetables as much as fruit that uh, they even go as far as saying like it's not natural for us to eat those things but um i don't consider that to be the truth um you know, when uh, other mammals uh, are born, they usually are taken care of by their mothers, their parents, right? For uh, a few months or years, the parents will show the, the baby, I don't know, uh, deer, for example, where to eat the best, you know, leaves, grass, that kind of things. A baby orangutan will learn from uh, its mother, where to get uh, the best fruits, right? The best durian, for example, how to open it, how to process it, how to eat it. It doesn't all come intuitively. That's what, where I'm trying to get to. Uh, the parents will always teach something to the to the babies. And so um, because we live in, in a society where we've lost a lot of this knowledge over generations, um, of like you know where to eat what kind of wild plants are edible where to find them how to identify them those kind of things we've lost that uh, appetite for these things as well um, so I consider it vital to reconnect with with that part of us uh, with that part of our nature and our symbiosis with nature of like identifying plants and, and knowing where to find them, what time of the year, how to prepare them, how to eat them, to make them taste good. Um, talking about taste, that is another part of like why I find that people dislike salads often is because of the kind of produce that they have available in supermarkets and stuff, right? Like it's pretty bad. It's It's really like, it doesn't taste good most of the time. For one, because of the way that they were grown. And second would be also because greens taste good when they're 
just picked like super fresh like you just go to your garden pick it and eat it it tastes amazing most of them taste quite sweet and uh, as time progresses when you pick them when you have cut them you know that plant starts breaking down it starts producing also some um some chemicals that make it taste bitter so that you know it's like a protect protective uh, mechanism of the plant and so they don't taste as good they don't taste as fresh and i think that that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't like them what's your experience with that um yeah uh, totally on in terms of taste it's a it's an interesting one i'm uh, for the greens i prefer fresh that's why when i make my celery juice for example here in bali i stopped ordering it and i make it myself also i want the celery to be fresh ideally before my from my garden but at least i want to also juice fresh so it's like almost twice the process or same when i get microgreens i like them to be cut straight from the from the tray they do that at healthy food here in bali and i really value this so it's been my experience and it's an interesting mix also when we talk about taste of um what i like is i think it's a really good transition to make delicious salads because we need to realize that through years of eating differently we've changed our taste buds and when we eat more simply we also regain those taste buds so to me it's a balance between yes i want to have delicious food but at the same time i want to be conscious of what do i call delicious is it a true taste of the product or is it some kind of chemical stimulation uh, that i identify as delicious so i i play with it you know it can be salt can be oil it can be different kind of additions where uh, when i really feel like okay now i want to have something delicious i can add tweak a few things but in general yeah i try to go for natural delicious and taste buds change like if i have good tomatoes i'll just eat tomatoes as a meal um uh, which might not be sound very exciting to most people but it is to me yeah i agree with that um you know when i talk about salads my definition about salad is uh, is very broad like uh, it can mean like something more elaborate and you know like a nice dressing and all that but um the most important part is actually like eating the greens, the 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 savory fruits like tomatoes and uh, cucumbers and so on, um, because they they are very powerful nutrition as well, right? Like many times I will get tired actually of eating a, a salad where I cut everything up, put it in a bowl, and pour like a even a simple dressing. I get tired of that. And what I'm actually craving is to eat it like, um, you know, what I call grazing platters. So just I have my lettuce leaves, I have my spinach, my tomatoes, maybe some cucumber, okra, whatever, and and just just eat it like that. And you know, make combinations in my mouth if I if I feel like it. But just I know that my body is truly craving those greens because it knows that it recognizes after years, right? Of, of eating it, it recognizes that it has something that my body is needing at the moment, whether it's the fiber, whether it's the uh, uh, minerals and so on. Yeah. But of course, like when we're talking about someone who's transitioning into the diet, who doesn't have as much experience and who um, maybe doesn't fully enjoy like 
such simple meals yet it's it's nice to transition into it slowly so you know i would even like add some salt add some like uh more elaborate uh ingredients or preparations into my salad more elaborate dressings right more stimulating overall because there's that transition there uh that needs to be uh, needs to take place from very stimulating cooked food diet to much more sim simpler meals yeah. yeah one one example is um sometimes i'll add coconut aminos in my sauce a, a little bit but it has added salts for example i generally don't really yes. eat salt but if i feel like okay now it's gonna be nice it's much better than added a, a soy sauce but from the yeah. supermarket right so do you have a few let's say strategies or even recipes for transitioning that keep mm -hmm. deliciousness but uh but at least is more healthy and maybe gently, yeah, gently transitions. Mm -hmm. Where I would start, and this is what I recommend most people, is to build a routine of, um, you know, finding your your base salad, right? Like what you enjoy the most. For me, it's always kind of the same and always uh, where I tend to uh, revolve around, which is like some mix of greens, with lettuce in it. Uh, sometimes I'll put like spinach, arugula, depending on what I have and what I, you know, want. Um, because diversity is also important for me. Um, then tomatoes, cucumbers are always a standard. Uh, sometimes I will put maybe some cabbage because I enjoy really um, uh, the crunch, but cabbage is also very savory, very salty. And, um, and then, uh, simple dressing here in Bali I have all these uh, coconuts right so I'll take the coconut meat from here blend it up ferment it and make my own um, coconut yogurt that's my like standard dressing in Europe what I would do is to take instead uh, usually hemp seeds maybe some raw cashews maybe walnuts maybe almonds Kind of changing it from time to time and i have my basic dressing it's just the nuts and seeds water blended that's it and then in my salad i would add uh, whatever uh, aromatic herbs dill is something i love uh, you can use whatever you like cilantro basil um you know there's so many uh, herbs that you can use parsley and I put a lot of that. That is my biggest trick, I think. I put a lot of it, like like a big handful. I almost put like a third of the amount of greens that I've used in my salad in just herbs because they bring up a lot of the savoriness in the salad. They make it super uh, enjoyable. And, and that's my biggest trick. And then to kind of blending the, the flavors together. Um, we have, you know, the fatty dressing, whether it's like the coconut yogurt or the basic nut or seed dressing that will like tie everything together. And then to bring up more savoriness into the dish would be uh, lemon juice or lime juice. Quite a lot of it. Don't be afraid of overdoing it. Uh, and something sweet, 
So typically I would put maybe, if I'm in a hurry, some coconut sugar, just a tiny pinch, just to kind of, you know, balance the flavors or um, maybe some maple syrup or honey or even some fresh fruit like mango or apple or pear, things like that. It will really bring up the flavors, uh, like elevate them completely to a completely new level. And it will balance out the with with this sourness from the lemon or lime and the sweetness of the fruit or the coconut sugar or whatever sweetener that you use or dates, for example. Sour and sweet will uh, create this amazing effect that will bring up the savoriness in the dish. And so you won't need to put as much salt as you're used to or even any at all, because it will be really satisfying. So anyway, this was a long answer to the like first part of my answer, right? Find that basic for yourself. That's the thing that you should revolve around. Then change some ingredients from time to time. Uh, bring in some some form of excitement. You know, that's 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 what you should be doing. Like uh, make it exciting. You know, have your base and then bring in excitement from time to time. Um, especially in the beginning, like it's nice to experiment with different flavors, different spices that you can use. Uh, change the herbs that you use, change the greens that you use, change the uh, other ingredients uh, like the savory fruits or different veggies. You know, you can add other crunch with beetroots, carrots, whatever you find and have available. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Damien. And um, yeah, I'll share a little bit of mine too for inspiration. Um, my basic, for example, when I was in Germany, I was there six weeks and I didn't have so much to play with. So my basic was like, we had tahini, which is blend sesame basically, yeah. and lime juice and honey. And it was so easy and it was really good. Like, then when I'm here in Bali and I'm more playful, usually my, um, yeah, I like to have a mix of, um, so water base, sometimes coconut water, if I want more sweet with some nuts and seed, it can be canary nuts, sesame seeds, um flax seeds just my mm. three little ones some almonds also sometimes and then i like to sweeten with a mango usually but it can be dates also mm -hmm. and then fresh herbs also and i find all this together is um generally a, a, a and the lime juice also exciting because you have the sweetness yeah. you have the herbs you have the consistency richness of the nuts and then yeah and the sourness of the lime so yeah yeah and sounds very similar to what I do then. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I had two reflections also on, you know, when you talk about nat being natural and wanting salads from my research with frugivores. And when you look at frugivores, it's a little bit different than purely frutarian in the way that, um, so our teas, our GI tract, uh, our taste point to that, which is, probably a lot of fruits, but also some greens, you know, when you look at chimpanzees, mm -hmm. they can eat also some greens, obviously gorillas, even like so much more greens. Yeah. So to me, it feels, it feels balanced to incorporate that. That's why I do 80% fruits mainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. And, and then it's interesting to play even with the notion of natural, you know, it's, a, it's always a spectrum because we're humans and we, 
we're naturally creative. And so the, the concept of natural, so everything that exists yeah. in a way is natural. It all comes from nature, right? Even the cooking in a way is natural. So yeah. it's finding our own balance between natural as in animal and natural mm -hmm. as in receiving uh, God-given gifts of being a human and using that creativity. So yeah. We don't, we don't have to take it to all the way too much to the processed food. I feel that's a bit too far, but have, using a bit of that human creativity to combine the ingredients together in a way that a chimpanzee probably wouldn't be able to is also something nice. Yeah, 100%. We could go uh, way more philosophical and, and talk about the metaphysical thing about like what's natural here. But, you know, even... Um, other apes like chimpanzees and bonobos and um, orangutans they will mix up fruits and uh, and greens in the same meal like trying to find different tastes you know when it's a low fruit season they will eat many more greens and they will pair it up with the little fruit that they get because it just tastes better and i think that that's very natural in the sense of you know and not having to use any tools or anything like special uh, yeah awesome thanks damien and um I'm, so you're hosting retreats one is coming up in bali do you want to share mm -hmm. a little bit more about that yeah sure um you know because of this all of this um i'm very passionate about anything that has to do with food like from growing it and foraging for wild greens uh, and cooking and preparing it for people. I love just uh, preparing food for people and sharing it with them. Um, and I've started actually here in Bali over four years ago um, to host potlucks, just to meet up with all the amazing people that I was meeting here, uh, you know, whether for like, a durian hunt or we went to like a, one of the Robigan Russians just to hang out I wanted to bring everyone that I was meeting individually together and we started to have uh, potlucks and it turned into a weekly tradition um, and I would organize um, like themed Robigan dinner parties like a Japanese night or like a Balinese night curry night salad night <laughs> It was really fun to do that. And, you know, I was a chef also way before that for many, many years working in professional kitchens and restaurants. And I wanted to bring all of that together into like a much more complete experience. Um, also including everything that I've learned, you know, in terms of personal development, uh, working with mindset and, and lifestyle and uh, working through the limiting beliefs that we all have uh, and that we all set ourselves in uh, in our journey. And I wanted to bring this all into one experience and that's how I started doing my retreats. And uh, I have one coming up here in Bali in literally just um, seven weeks from now in March and uh, my main retreats are in south of Spain in Malaga where the best mangoes that we talked about before are and many other fruits um, 
Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a beautiful experience. Uh, every time, all the people that come together, they are um, perfectly aligned. Like it feels like it's it's a big family from the first moment that we meet, and and that's very magical. It's you know, it's so special. Uh, there's so much healing taking place. Um, so many limiting beliefs that are being released during that time and people find a lot of inspiration also like on how to make this lifestyle possible uh, this diet possible you know it actually it's actually quite surprising for me because all these things that we talked about you know about making like even simple salads simple meals uh, like satisfying and enjoyable Many people don't have this knowledge and it comes so naturally to me, but uh, I can understand, you know, that even with so much inspiration that there is online with books and everything and like all these uh, reels about, you know, healthier meals that are uh, trending now, people still don't know how to apply it actually in their life. And so spending a whole week with uh, like a tribe doing this, eating this way, living as you would uh, doing this lifestyle, it's just very inspirational for people because uh, most people don't learn from reading books or like being given advice, but rather by experiencing it and uh, applying it to, into their life. So yeah, very transformative. Mm, amazing. That sounds really exciting. And uh, I love that you get people to discover their lifestyle because it is a diet, but it's also a lifestyle, right? With, with the movement, with the sun exposure, with the sleeping yes. properly, with all the things, um, the meditation, the yoga, the things that, that come with it. So it's, I think it's, it would be really beautiful for someone to have that all that experience in one week. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exciting. Thank you. 100%. Thank you. I, yeah. I want to add to that uh, comment, actually, because, you know, how... Often, so many people find uh, many obstacles on their health journey, and you know they start doubting the diet. They start thinking, "Oh, maybe I'm missing this or this and that." But most often, it's, it has nothing to do with the diet, but uh, with the rest of what you do in your day to day. Like whether you're meditating, whether you connect with nature, you go out in the sun, you know all of these things that like your community the people you hang out with you're, you're exposed to that is what really makes it or breaks it the diet has very little to do with it awesome yeah it's nice to uh to be here with you in bali and we can work out together and cook together delicious recipes uh, that's something i'm very grateful for yeah me too we have we um in the fridge right now, I have some raw vegan cheeses curing. Um, so in a couple of weeks, you're invited to, to test them. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. So thank you so much, Damien. And thank you to everyone. Uh, I hope we gave you inspiration to cook super healthy salads and to be excited about eating more uh, raw vegan in general. I will add one thing is also fruits, you know, ultimately it's it's Mother Earth that's been cooking it for months. So that's something I think is also worth celebrating, whether it's a, 
mother nature or our friends and beautiful other beings that uh, prefer delicious food for us because food is love too cooking is love too so i think that's really important to yeah. include in a high raw high food vegan diet thank you so much damien i'll let you share maybe a few for having uh, words before we close and thank you for being here thank you alex for having me yeah it wasn't really nice talking to you um I could share so much more, but, you know, um, I just will invite people to follow me uh, to also whoever is watching it on my channel to follow Alex, a very inspirational podcast. And, uh, you know, he um, he's a fit guy. He works out and he's just proving you how you can be really fit and strong uh, as a raw vegan man. So. Yeah, that's very inspirational as well. So yeah, thank you very much for having me and let's hang out soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Damien. Thank you to the listener. And if you liked, obviously hit the like button, can share and subscribe. Much love, Damien. Sorry, much love, Damien, and much love to everyone. Thank you.